0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download that free local news app today. St. Joseph Mayor Laura Goose is not seeking re election. She released a statement today saying it's been a tough decision and a very personal one. She's decided not to seek a third term on the city commission or a second term as mayor. Goose says that she believes, quote, healthy turnover is really good for an institution, and that everyone should serve in local government if they can find the time. On that note, she said that she's been finding she is, quote, needed in many aspects of my life, including caring for my parents and children, as well as managing my own full time career. Goose says she will joyfully complete her term and then step aside for someone else to take over. Goose was elected in twenty seventeen and most recently re elected in twenty twenty one. Her term expires in November. Also this week, City Commissioner Lynn Todman said she won't be seeking re-election due to professional pressures. St. Joe City Commissioners have signed off on the establishment of a way station for Monarch Butterflies along the Bluff downtown. At last night's City Commission meeting, Commissioners heard from Anne St. Amand with Ficotech, an environmental consulting firm. She said monarchs pass through this area during their yearly migration and the city could help their population by placing some plants for them on the side of the bluff north of the stairs. The plants are beautiful that we're intending on putting in things like Blazing Star. We would get them from Kidden Savannah, which is a native nursery up in Kalamazoo, which carries plants specific to our southwest corner of Michigan. He gets some of his, his seed down here. Amon says none of the vegetation currently on the bluff that keeps it stable will be affected. The idea is to make roughly 500 feet of the bluff a welcome space for monarchs to rest and eat during their travels. A team of volunteers will maintain the space, and Amon said that a social media presence will be set up to attract more support. The city's Parks and Recreation Advisory Board previously voted to support the plan, and city commissioners did the same last night. Whirlpool and the Michigan Council of Women in Technology welcomed 160 high school girls from throughout Berrien County to the Lake Michigan College Mendel Center today for an event to inspire the students to pursue careers in tech. Whirlpool CIO for North America Priya Shirinivas told us the company wants to inspire young women to pursue careers in areas where they're underrepresented. And being that we are based out of Southwest Michigan, we feel like this is our responsibility and our ability to groom some really local talent, not just for now, but also the future as well. So in a way, we are trying to make sure that we are focused on the company's objectives, but also our functions objectives of growing a talent pipeline, but also giving back to the community. The Michigan Council of Women in Technology works with companies throughout the state to get girls pumped up about tech careers. The group told us many start out interested in technical careers, but social pressures push them into other fields. The council is seeking to change that. Girls at today's event heard from inspirational speakers about how to boost their confidence and about the importance of a college education, and no more events are planned. Market Van Buren has announced that it secured $1.3 million for four projects in Van Buren and Cass Counties. The money comes through the Michigan Economic Development Corporation's revitalization and placemaking programs. Sarah Snow, Inc. with Market Van Buren, told us more. This was basically an opportunity for communities, developers, business owners to tap to some funds that would either, one, support the revitalization of old buildings. And then the second use of the funds was placemaking. So looking at permanent pieces of infrastructure in communities that add to quality of life. The four projects include an expanded play area, picnic pavilion, and walking trails at Covert Community Park. In Lawton, a vacant lot will be used to create a town square. In Pawpaw, the Lucky Wolf Cafe will be revitalizing the historic playhouse and building a patio. Also in Cass County, Marcellus will get funds for renovating its streetscape and building outdoor dining areas. Back in the U.S., after a week and a half overseas... Is Congressman Bill Heisinga He tells us he spent several days off from Congress with colleagues in Jordan meeting with King Hus- Hussein. He's a very, very interesting guy, Western-educated England, and yet has been both a staunch ally of, of the U.S., going back all the way to the original Gulf War when Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. Heisinga says Jordan has long been a U.S. ally and members of Congress on the trip met with U.S. US military personnel. After that, Heisinger went to Jerusalem and spent Easter there, just as both Ramadan and Passover were taking place. After that, it was off to Switzerland to meet with banking regulators. A lot of the international money laundering and international financial levers all kind of run through Switzerland. They run through Switzerland, London, and New York. So we talked with the regulators in Switzerland about what was going on. They discussed the situation with Credit Suisse and UBS. Heisinger says he later talked with U.S. U.N. human rights officials about what's happening with refugees from Ukraine. The Michigan Department of Transportation will be permanently closing a couple of U.S. 31 exit ramps in Berrien County. Spokesperson Nick Sharipa tells us, as part of the northbound U.S. 31 repaving project, MDOT will close two of the ramps at U.S. 31 exit 5 at Niles Buchanan Road. That's because those two ramps aren't needed. There are on and off ramps, essentially straight ramps, from both directions on both Niles Buchanan Road and US-31. But there are also two loop ramps to get on US-31. One from westbound Niles Buchanan Road to southbound US-31, and from eastbound Niles Buchanan Road to northbound US-31. Two loop ramps inside, for a total of six ramps. Well, those loop ramps are actually redundant. Sherippa says the two loop ramps from Niles Buchanan Road to US-31 will be closed to reduce rebuilding and future maintenance costs. Access to all directions of U.S. 31 and Niles Buchanan Road will still be maintained with the four remaining ramps. The closure will happen on Friday. Set for May 14th is the Southwest Michigan Record Show at Lake Michigan College's Mendel Center. Organizer Jeremy Bonfiglio tells us he runs the South Bend record show and saw an opportunity to try something similar in southwest Michigan. Kalamazoo has one. Grand Rapids has one. But between there and South Bend, there really hasn't been. And, you know, there's a handful of record stores in the region that I know are really popular. Bonfiglio says fans of vinyl records ought to find plenty for themselves at the May 14th show. They'll have 65 tables set up. We'll all be selling a variety of music items. Most of it will be what I like to call pre-loved vinyl, so used records. But we also will have a selection of brand new sealed vinyl. There'll be some CDs, some cassette tapes. We have a guy that sells nothing but posters. Bonfiglio says... He finds there are plenty of older collectors who seek out vinyl for nostalgic reasons and also because they find vinyl just sounds richer and fuller. However, there are also younger people who have learned to relish the feeling of having a tangible physical record in their hands. The event will feature uh, plenty of sellers of cassettes and CDs as well. The Southwest Michigan Record Show will run from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on the 14th of May. It'll cost $5 to get in before 11 a.m. After 11, entrance is free. And the Brandywine Community School Board has questioned teachers over sex education and sexually explicit books. That was at a meeting last night. Things were tense, and the board learned the district is in compliance with state regulations on sex education. Teaching abstinence as a top choice for teenagers, but also teaching about birth control. School Board President Thomas Payne has spoke to WSBT. The board is just reviewing all the committees that we have in place internally, so we want to see what's in place, what we're doing right, potentially Maybe what we're do- maybe things that we're not doing exactly perfect. Staff members were also asked how often the Sex Ed Advisory Board meets and if more involvement from parents and guardians is needed. Another to- hot topic on the agenda last night was banned books, as there have been around 30 books removed from the library shelves since October. Some board members say more review needs to be done on the pulled books and others still available. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden has made it official. He's running for re-election in the 2024 presidential race. A video announcement was posted to Twitter early today, sponsored by the Democratic National Committee. More from ABC's Mary Bruce. The Biden team thinks that they, the, their best way forward here is really to just show Joe Biden doing the job, to use him as an example of what it looks like when he's governing, to use that Biden out doing the job, doing the work, being president as the best example of what he can present going forward. And when you contrast that with some of what's going on with the Republican candidates, they feel that that makes a really strong argument. Meanwhile, the Republican National Committee is responding after President Biden's video ABC's Lindy, Lindsay Watts has more from Washington. The GOP response to President Biden's announcement predicts a dystopian society to come if Biden wins re-election. It starts with a news announcer reporting on a Biden win in 2024. And then... This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in freefall. It goes on to predict bank closures, border agents overrun, and the city of San Francisco shut down. The Republican National Committee tweeted the video an hour after Biden's official announcement. Lindsey Watts, ABC News, Washington. Tucker Carlson was a non-person on the Fox News Channel primetime the night that he was fired last night. Former colleague Sean Hannity said, quote, We're not talking about Carlson in the midst of a segment on Monday's other big media news, the firing of CNN anchor Don Lemon. He brought up Carlson just to contrast the former Fox star's large audience compared to what Lemon drew at CNN this morning. Colleague Laura Ingram did not mention Carlson at all, but found room for a segment on a contest in Belgium where people pretend to screech like seagulls. Carlson's firing, meanwhile, was a lead story on the ABC, CBS, and NBC evening newscasts. There's been a high-profile appeal for the release of an American detainee in Russia, Paul Whelan. ABC's Derek Dennis has more. A day after the sister of American detainee in Russia, Paul Whelan, appeared before the U.N. Security Council urging his release. Elizabeth Whelan was on Good Morning America to do the same, saying others have been brought home already. And it's really important that we stress that that cannot happen again. Paul Whelan must be a part of any deal that happens in the future. The other American detainees she's referring to, Brittany Griner and Trevor Reed, both released as part of U.S.-brokered prisoner swap. Ambassador to the UN Linda Thomas Greenfield says negotiations for Whelan and Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gerskovich, also detained in Russia, are ongoing. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Montana lawmakers have canceled a floor session in the State House today, a day after protesters were arrested while demanding that transgender lawmaker Representative Zoe Zephyr be allowed to speak. Lawmakers and protesters have been in a standoff over whether Montana Republicans will let a transgender Democrat take part on the House floor. Protests and arrests. On Monday, galvanized both those demanding that Zephyr be allowed to speak and others demanding she apologized for what they called an unacceptable attack on civil discourse. The conflict will likely take on expanded significance in the nationwide debate over the role of protest in democracy. We often hear of U.S. sanctions against foreign governments, but what happens when a company ignores them? Today, the Justice Department showed how costly that can be, more from ABC's Andy Field. The Justice Department hitting a tobacco company with a more than half-billion-dollar fine for helping sell tobacco to North Korea and violating U.S. restrictions on Kim Jong-un. If we try to circumvent our sanctions, there will be serious consequences. Treasury Undersecretary Brian Nelson and the Justice Department exposing how British-American tobacco evaded North Korean sanctions and helped that nation generate millions to fund its rockets and military. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. In the heart of California, some rural communities are facing the prospect of being marooned or flooded out by rising water. More than a dozen atmospheric rivers dumped. Epic rain and snowfall in California. Now that massive snowpack is melting and filling waterways. Neighbors in the Island District of Kings County have reactivated a crisis network to help each other prepare. The nearby city of Corcoran is adding to the top of a levee to try to keep the water out. Much of the water has been channeled to an agricultural basin, re- recreating a vast lake that vanished during years of drought. And the world has lost Harry Belafonte, the singer and activist who died today at the age of 96. ABC's Jason Nathanson reports. Whether it was through song or organizing 1963's March on Washington, Harry Belafonte was always very publicly advocating for change throughout his career in the U.S., in South Africa, during apartheid, all over the world. This was at a time when his outspokenness could cost him work or even his career. In an interview with ABC in 1981, he said he'd never let that stop him from doing what's right. I'm sure there's some people who wouldn't hire me because of my political or social beliefs. But when I measure what my commitment must be to mankind, there's no choice between freedom and uh, employment uh, or or money. Jason and ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.